Turn with me this evening in the scripture to the book of Proverbs. If you haven't been with us, we began a couple of weeks ago a new series. And we're all real excited about it. You remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah, man, we were. Ooh, we were pumped. <laughs> Actually, we were. And uh, we're going to continue on tonight. Yeah. Talking about the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. Does anybody besides me have a hunger and a desire to learn more and get more? Walking more of the wonderful wisdom of God. Well, let's read in Proverbs 4 and verse 1. He said, Hear ye, children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding, for I give you good doctrine. Forsake you not my law, for I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother, and he taught me also and said to me, Let your heart Retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. What will preserve you? Love her, and she shall keep you. What will keep you? Wisdom is the principal thing. Well, that's a big statement, isn't it? It is the principal thing. Therefore, what? Get. Are you seeing a uh, recurring theme? Get wisdom. Get understanding. It says it again in verse 7. Get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. Get it. Well, we understand get it. Right? Man, they're talking our language over here, aren't they? I mean, when the dog's running the rabbit, what do you holler? Get, get, get it. Get him. Get him, Blue. Get it. If somebody's playing basketball and here comes the ball bounced off the rim, what do you holler to guys? Get, get it. Get it. Well, what's he telling us? Not get the rabbit, not get the basketball. Get, get wisdom and get understanding. Get them. Who's the understood subject? You. you. Is it up to me and up to you yes, to do something with this? Yes. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do you know how? how would you like to know a little more about, yeah. about how? <laughs> me too. Yes. That's why we're doing this. On, yeah. For one thing, a whole lot of people don't even take this charge seriously that it is a responsibility that you and I have to get after it and get this. Now, you'll see one of the most flagrant, blatant disobedience concerning the word in this doctrine of whatever's the will of God. When people say, well, you know, just God's will be done and whatever is God's will and we don't know. And Lord, if it's your will, meet our needs. And if not, your will be done. Lord, if it's your will to heal us, heal us. And if not, your will be done. Lord, if it's your will to protect us and keep us from dying, then do it. And if not, your will be done. Well, the Bible says 
Don't be unwise. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. Hmm? Ephesians 5. Do we have a responsibility to get the will of God? To find it out? Well, see, it's spiritual laziness. To just flop around through life and go, well, okay, sirrah, sirrah. Whatever will be, will be. People like, you know, there's millions of Christians. They love what I call no-fault religion. No matter what happens. It's not my fault. Right? No matter what doesn't happen. It's not my fault. Well, whose fault is it? Well, and people try to put on their religious face. God, in his infinite wisdom, in his mysterious ways. Won't you just say you don't know? <laughs> but here's the issue. Should you know? Are there some things you're supposed to know? Are there some things you're supposed to get? Are you supposed to know the will of God about some stuff? You're not supposed to just bump through life forever in a dull fog and don't know what the will of God is. Well, if we could just only find out. That's why he gave us this wonderful book. It is the revealed will of God for all men, for all time. It is unchanging. This is the will of God. Right? You know a little more about that. I'm not making fun of anybody. I've done it myself. Back years ago. Before I found out about Brother Hagen. Before I found out about Raymond. All those things. And I'd travel sometimes with my pastor. We'd go visit people and pray for the sick. I wasn't a minister. I'd just go with him sometimes. And uh, we'd pray for people. Sincerely. But sincerely wrong. Lord. You know have mercy. On our suffering sister at this time. And if it be thy will. Heal our precious sister. And if not. Thy will be done. And then leave. Well you know that's all we knew. But let's analyze that. People don't do it but let's analyze it. If we say Lord what people are saying and believing is. Now God you're going to do what you're going to do. No matter what anybody thinks or says, you're going to do it. So, Lord, if it's your will, heal our dear sister. Of course, if it was your will, you were going to do it anyway. And, Lord, if it's not your will, then don't heal her. Let her die. But, of course, if it wasn't your will, you weren't going to do it anyway. Because you were going to do what you were going to do No matter what. So in other words. Why am I praying? Right? Why? Excuse me for bothering you today, man. Would you like some pudding? Let's do something helpful. Right? Because if you don't know the will of God. You cannot have faith. And if you do not have faith, you cannot please God. With a prayer, right? Or with anything. So we must find the will of God. 
We must search the word. We must hear the word. We must pray and seek God until we find the will of God. Right? And then get persuaded. And if he said that it was his will that we live long and be satisfied, then no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter how many experts have told us we can't live, that doesn't move us. We say, no, no. Now the will of God is that I live long and be satisfied. And I ain't that old and I ain't satisfied. (laughs) Right? So here we go. Yeah, but you have to die. Said who? Who said I had to die? Well, you can't live with that condition. Said who? The God who said with long life, I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation is more than enough to fix this so that his word comes to pass in my life. But this ambiguity, this maybe it is, maybe it's not, I hope so, y'all pray, we'll see. None of that works. None of it's faith. None of it's Bible. None of it pleases God. He said, get something. Didn't he? Get it. (laughs) Get serious about God. Now see, first of all, you got to believe you can find it. What did Jesus say? We read it recently. Didn't we? How many real recently you read about the man that somebody came visit him at midnight? And he didn't have anything to eat. We just got through reading that, right? So what did he do? He went over to his neighbor's house. Knock, knock, knock. Midnight. Said, hey, Boudreaux. <laughs> Fontenot and them done come to the house. And I ain't got nothing to feed them. You got to get up and give me some gumbo. But if he says, no, don't bother me, we all asleep, no. He said, no, he will get up and give it to him. The King James says, because of his importunity. Now, some people have taken that and made it into something it is not. If you look up that word, it means shamelessness. Some of the synonyms include forward, bold, cheeky. That's a good English word. Cheeky. That means you just step right up. He said he won't get up and give him his gumbo because he's his friend because he's bugging him right now and he woke him up out of a deep sleep. But he will give it to him because the man was brass enough to just walk up there and ask. Now that's got to be the meaning because the very next verse Jesus said, ask. Didn't he? When he said ask. And you shall receive. Seek. And you'll find. Knock. And it'll be open to you for everyone that asks. Receives. Everyone that seeks finds. And to him that knocks. It shall be open. You don't just drift through life and say whatever will be. No. you got to get aggressive. About finding the wisdom of God. Finding the plan of God. Getting the will of God. So you know what to stand on. Right? He said don't be unwise. But understand, well, some of you don't know that that's in the Bible, I guess. So go, go ahead, hold your place in Proverbs. Go to Ephesians real quickly. This will work because it's beside another passage we need to go to. Ephesians 
The fifth chapter and verse 17. Are you there? Yes, sir. Ephesians 5:17. If you didn't know it, mark it. Don't let it get away from you. What did you say? Wherefore, be ye not, what? So we're talking about the wisdom of God. So he said, don't be unwise, but what? But understanding. Now that's a key word. We're going to see that again. We just, in our text, what do we read? Get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding, right? Get it. Is that connected with the will of God? Absolutely. Absolutely. The wisdom of God is inseparable from the will of God and the plan of God. Be not unwise, but what? Understanding what the will of the Lord is. Are we supposed to understand what the will of the Lord is? Can we understand what the will of the Lord? Can we know whether it's his will to heal us or not? Can we know whether it's his will for us to have money to pay our bills or not? Can we know? Yes, we can. Can we know if it's his will to marry this person or not marry this person? To go this way in a vocation or not? Where to live? What church to be? Can we know? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. But the reason I say it and, and I belabor it is because there are millions of people still believing junk. You know, about, well, you know. Well, now, Brother Keith, we don't always know just what we need. Well, that ain't no newsflash. <laughs> There's a ton of stuff we don't know. You could fill the ocean with books about what we don't know. What's that got to do with this? Us not knowing some stuff is no excuse to just be spiritually lazy and bump through life. We don't know what the will of the Lord is. And, you know, he'll just do what he's going to do. No, no. We have a responsibility to seek and ask and pursue and get. Get the will of God. Get the wisdom of God. How many have already found out in life the things that really matter? They're not just going to fall on you. Right? you got to get up and go looking for them. Right? I mean, when God rains manna out of the sky, you still got to go pick it up. <laughs> Is that right? You can't just lay in the tent and make confessions. You still got to go get it. Right? You got to go get it. Somebody said, go get it. And we must become interested and hungry. And believing we can find the will of God for every area of our life. We can find the plan of God. We can get wisdom of God on this thing. Oh, y'all are not hearing me good enough. I don't care what comes up. How perplexing it looks. How difficult it may seem. We can by faith say, oh no, no, there's wisdom for this. There's God's got a wisdom for this. For me to know what to do and how to do and when. And I can get it. So here I go, I'm looking for it. Now see, last week we talked about it. We read the passage, you remember? Wisdom is calling out. Remember that? It's calling, said, hey, Keith, Susie, Bob. What needs to happen? We read the other chapter. What does it say? If you lift up your voice, if you cry back and say, yeah, wisdom, I'm here. I'm right here. I'm here. I'm ready to receive my wisdom. I'm looking for it. 
You get up every morning. And you're checking, you're looking to God and you're checking your heart going, yeah, there's wisdom for this. There's wisdom for me to know what to do and how to say it. Every area of my life, don't be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Hallelujah. Now let's talk further about this, this word understanding. Because it is such a big part. Well, how should I say it? It's directly connected with uh, wisdom. You saw it in this passage. Get wisdom. And with all you're getting, do what? Get understanding. Now let's talk a little bit of what is wisdom? The thing that we've given you so far, the word literally is skill or skillful. And you see how that applies as we look further into the word. But to be wise is to be skillful with knowledge and with understanding. Let's talk about these three words a little bit. Knowledge. Knowing something. Knowledge isn't wisdom. You can know all kind of stuff and be a fool. You can be able to rattle off statistics and numbers and you can quote all kind of stuff for days and have no wisdom. Knowing stuff is knowing stuff. It is not being wise. You can know all kind of stuff and not have understanding. Understanding is different from knowledge. I don't think understanding and wisdom has been emphasized in our society like it should be. Knowledge has been emphasized. And it takes a lot more than knowledge to be a success in life. That's why you'll see some of the so-called brilliant people just have a mess of a life and commit suicide at 35. I mean, they got five doctorates and they finished this school and that school when they were 15 and 18 and they're considered brilliant and a genius. Well, what does that mean? They know a lot of stuff. That doesn't make you a good man. Doesn't mean you have any understanding. Doesn't mean you have any wisdom. Now, knowledge is good. Knowledge of good things. There's a lot of knowledge you should not want or seek. And we live in the information age. And you, if any generation ever had access to information, we do. I mean, you type one thing in on the internet and have three million hits on it of different things that you could find out about it. Yeah, but you got a short life. <laughs> and we ought to figure out what's important and what's unimportant. And spend our time on things that are important and not waste our time on the unimportant, insignificant stuff. Now, I'm getting into the definition of of understanding. Wisdom has to do with skill and being skillful. And one definition we read talked about a mastery of the art of living in accordance with God's expectations. That's one uh, scholar's definition. A mastery of the art of living in accordance with God's expectations. One definition of wisdom is the ability 
to make right choices at the opportune time. Again, it's skillful at handling what you know and what you understand. Skillful. So knowledge, very simply, is knowing something, being aware of something. But then understanding, one definition of that is to grasp the meaning, nature, significance, or value of something. To understand means to grasp the meaning, nature, and these words mean a lot the same thing, value of something. That's what we just got through talking about. A person who ignores their children and surfs the web night and day on junk that means nothing is a person without understanding. The children are valuable. This junk is not. Right? Do not become a slave of, uh, oh, what's the word? Let me say it like this. Being led is more important than being thorough. Now, we are right now believing God for wisdom. Hmm? We're not waiting for it to happen later. We believe it will happen later, but we're believing for it right now. In the service right now. Wisdom and understanding. It is more important to be led by the Spirit than to be diligent or thorough. You have to watch about getting started on something and you got to finish it. You can miss God like that. Now it is true that you want to be, you don't want to be a quitter. Now, you don't want to quit something because you got tired and because you got weary of fooling with it. But you're looking for something and you're searching it on the internet and it pulls up 5,000 things. Do not get in a habit of uh, having to think you got to look through every one of them. You got to look through, if somebody hands you a hundred things, I got to look through every one of them. Well, I got to be thorough. You can miss God being thorough. You can miss God being diligent. Now, when you're doing what he told you to do, be thorough. Stay with it all the whole way. But you don't just go through. See, there are mountains of stuff all around us to go through. And every day when you wake up, you have a limited quantity of alertness and patience. And it's like money. If you get up in the morning and you got a hundred dollars and you spent that hundred dollars, you spend it. You can't say, well, I wish I'd have spent it on something else. Well, yeah, but you didn't. And so that's why so many times people, they come home and they're short with their spouse. They're short with their kids. They got no time because they have wasted their patience on stuff that is unimportant. 
And now Junior comes and wants a little help with this, and you're out. You've got no patience. You're tired. You're zonkered. But you wasted it. I know the Lord helped me uh, some years ago. I was really busy uh, in some things, more so than I should have been. And the Lord dealt with me to do something else. And I thought when he did, I thought, Lord, (laughs) are there enough hours in the day? I mean, and this is what he said to me. He said, son, if you don't have enough time to do what I direct you to do, you are wasting time. And that is a fact. And what it's under is under the category of all this stuff that you got to do. And if you, I begin to look at it when he told me that, and there was all kind of things he never told me to do. Sometimes good stuff, sometimes needed stuff, but he didn't tell me to do it. Do not be led by needs. Do not be led by opportunities. Oh boy, this is a great opportunity, Brother Keith. It's a great ministry opportunity. If I had followed every opportunity we had, I wouldn't be here tonight. I had opportunities to be song leaders and associate pastors and, and a missionary and, and this and a businessman and, and you name it. And some of them look real good. But an opportunity is not a Holy Ghost leading. And people even pray wrong. Well, now, Lord, if you want me to do this, then, you know, open the door. And if you don't, then shut the door. So what's wrong with that? Everything. That is being externally led. And there's a devil out here in the world. And some crazy folks. And they can do stuff to open doors and shut doors. Doesn't God open doors? Yes, he does. But you don't just say, well, here's an open door. So it's got to be God. No, 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 no. You go, hmm, here's an opportunity. What do you do? The Lord, <laughs> right? Is this you? Is this something for me to do? Not led by, well, what if the doors slam shut and there's four padlocks on it? You don't just assume it's not the will of God. Lord, am I supposed to go through there? Well, if you are, you stand and believe God till the locks come off and you go through. Right? You're not led by external stuff. You're led internally. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. And the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. That's inside, inside, inside. We're inside led. Not outside. And what are you led with? You're led with the wisdom of God. And revelation of the will of God and the plan of God. So understanding. One uh, translation says insight. Or sight into something. You can have knowledge. I mean a lot of you drove a car over here. And some of you have some insight into what makes that car run, but a lot of you don't. Right? You know you put the key in and you know you twist it, but you do not understand what happens next. Hmm? Which proves you don't have to understand everything to enjoy something. 
But where something really becomes important is when you have a problem. Let's say you twist the key and nothing happens. Now you're looking for somebody with some understanding. (laughs) Right? Of what happens in between that key and that motor. Understanding. Now let me give you a few things here. And this is particularly good for your children as well as for yourself. Learning, whether you're going to grade school or graduate school, is very much a function of faith. If you believe you can learn it, you can. Said out loud, I can learn anything. I can understand anything. There are some big misconceptions where education is concerned. That you got smart people and you got dumb people. And you got fast learners and you got slow learners. Somebody said, well, that's just a fact, Brother Keith. No. It's spiritual. I said it's spiritual. And the thing that hinders people and slows them down and stops them from progressing is when they come to believe they cannot get it. Oh, come on with me now. It actually darkens one's understanding. The spiritual forces of fear and doubt and unbelief open the door for death to come in. And it darkens you. Somebody said, well, yeah, but Brother Keith, some people have physical problems. I know. And God heals physical problems. It's not just the physical problem. It's a spiritual problem. The thing that makes you quick, you know, I they do it with the children. And I used to do it with the students all the time. We'd confess. I'm quick. I'm bright. I'm sharp. Good looking. Very rich. And a major blessing. But we start out by saying I'm quick. I'm sharp. I'm bright. What does that mean? I get it. I get it. I read it and I get it. I read it and I remember it. Big, big key to learning is faith. Now what people refer to as genius is really a misnomer. And it's worldly thinking. Every one of us ought to be geniuses in that sense. Every one of us have the same capacity. And we're going to find out a lot more about it after this life. We're created in the image of God. And he is some kind of sharp. And bright. And quick. And the list goes on. Yeah, of course. Well, why do you think you are? Because you take after him, right? But genius, if you look at it, it has to do with memory. Somebody can read a book and quote chapters of it back to you. People call that a genius. Or remember all these dates and all these numbers and all this stuff. Well, that's a genius. Well, what is a genius? 
Like we've already talked about, you can rattle off realms of knowledge and that doesn't mean you have any understanding. It doesn't mean you have any wisdom. It doesn't make you a good person. Doesn't mean you're contributing to society. Did you hear me? Because you're able to rattle off a bunch of stuff. But the key to genius, you could say, is memory. Had a fellow that had was considered a genius by a lot of scholars tell me one time, he said, read and remember. Somebody was asking him about, you know, how do you do it? Read and remember. <laughs> and he'd read all kind of stuff and remembered most of it. I said, well, <laughs> I know it, but that ain't me. My memory ain't, so, especially since I turned 40, man. Whew, seemed like my memory is just, oh, I'd rather cuss. Rather not do either one. But do you know what I mean by that? I mean, you know, cussing could just not mean much. But when you say that and release those words, you actually darken your own understanding. And you talk for 10 or 15 years about how your memory is slipping and how you can't remember anything. You'll get to where you can't remember anything. Brother Keith, ain't you ever heard of getting older? Have you? Have you read in the Bible about people who got older and were brilliant? You're not supposed to get duller. You're supposed to get sharper. Your body gets slower, not your mind. Not your mind. Yeah, you're a hundred years old. You're physically not going to be just like you were when you're 20. But mentally, you ought to be better. Better. Because the outward man is perishing. But the inward man is not perishing. It's not getting older. It's not wearing out. It's being renewed day by day. I said, well, Brother Keith, your brain gets old. Your mind is not your brain. We could physically remove your brain. You'd still have your mind. Now, you couldn't express yourself in this physical realm. That's what your brain's for. Your brain, just like your spirit. You lost your body right now. You don't cease to exist. Hmm? And you don't turn into an angel. That'd be a demotion. You just leave here. If you're saved, you go up. If you're not, you go down. You don't hang around. You lose your earth suit, you got to get out of here. But you retain your mind. You remember the story of the rich man in Lazarus? Jesus telling them about actual people. And they died. And, uh, you know, Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom. And the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell, being in torment. And they talked. They knew each other. They talked about stuff they had did in this life. They remembered, right? right. Their minds are there. Their souls are there. Right? Just no body. The body is on the earth. Sometimes, you know, in school, I would think, because they'd tell us about you got so many brain cells. 
And then they tell you you're not using most of them, you know. But then sometimes you'd feel, have you ever studied, you know, if you went to school and you studied 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 and you felt like, man, I think I got something in every one of them cells. That's a misconception. There is no limit to what you can know and understand. Your mind is a part of your eternal being. There are no limitations. It's got nothing to do with the number of brain cells. People hold this mass of tissue in their hands and then they go, isn't that something? All the amazing inventions came out of this couple of pounds of tissue. It did not. It came from God through the spirits of men and their minds express themselves through that gray matter. But no, don't you give the glory of all that to that flesh. Say it out loud. There is no limit to what I can learn, to what I can understand, to what I can remember. So the key to so-called genius is memory. Read and remember. But the key to memory is understanding. Everybody say understanding. It's challenging to remember a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense to you. Hmm? Have you ever studied for a test and you just tried to remember it till in the morning? (laughs) Right? And you were able to make it through, but what about five years from then? Not a clue. Memory, if you look up the words, it has to do with impression. Like you took something and pressed in on your skin and you move your thumb. Well, that impression is still there. For you to remember something, it has to make an impression on you. And it has to mean something to you. Well, what is the definition of understanding? To grasp the meaning of it, the significance of it. The value of it. And we use the words I see. When you understand something, you use the word I see. Don't you? This is a little bit challenging here, but uh, are y'all helping me or not? Are you? This is a little different than what we normally do. But let's stay with it, huh? Are you with me so far? Knowledge, understanding, wisdom. What's the key to memory? Got to understand it. If you understand it, then it makes an impression on you. And if it makes an impression on you, it'll stay with you. And it's not through a bunch of effort. On That's the joy of it. You don't have to try to remember it. I said you don't have to try to remember it. So much of this, we haven't touched the tip of. A big part of your memory is connected to your nose. It's a fact. Memory and your nose. Smell. Have you ever been going along and you smell something? And what happens next? You remember something that happened. I mean like it was yesterday. 
Right? Why? It made an impression on you. And were you trying? You got all these things in you. How many memories do you have in you? If we could pull them up on the computer and see the number of files, it would be (laughs) astronomical. And are you sitting here tonight trying to say, yeah, I got to hold on to that. I got to hold on to those, all those, whoo, I think I'm letting one slip. No, come on, come on, come on. No, it is effortless as far as we're concerned. If it made an impression, it's there. Forever. We're made in the God class. Oh, we've underestimated ourselves. We've let the devil sell us so short. He's, I mean, from the time you're little, the devil, through ignorant parents, through insensitive kids in the schoolyard, through confused teachers and coaches and anybody else he can move through to try to convince you Well, you're not as smart as the other kids. Dummy, dunce, ignorant, laugh at you, make fun of you. You couldn't get it. And the saddest thing is when people that you believe in tell you, well, now, honey, you better use what you can because, you know, God didn't give you that brain that some other people have. And you ain't got the smarts and and we ain't got the money. So you better just work with what you got. Well, you know, you got your hands, but you know, God didn't give you too much upstairs. So you just have to be thankful for what God gave you. And, you know, you ain't smart as everybody else, but that's all right. God loves you. Say it out loud. I can learn anything. I can understand Anything. anything. I can remember. I can remember. Anything. anything. There, is no there is no limit to what I can learn, I can learn and, understand. and understand. Go with me to Isaiah, please. Glory to God. Now, there's a lot of stuff that's not worth learning. And there's a lot of things that don't pertain to your life and call in life. Right? So why bother? Why get into it? Hmm? There's a lot of stuff I don't know about. And don't intend to try to find out about either. But my areas. And things that pertain to what I'm doing. I need to continually be learning. And more understanding. Isaiah. This is the scripture that. The first part of that confession comes from that you've heard me say so many times. Did I tell you the chapter? Did you pick it up? Oh, 11. (laughs) Isaiah 11. Because you're quick, right? This is a quick bunch around here. Quick. Quick. Very sharp. Good looking. Very rich. And a major, major blessing. God, stir up just a little bit now. Don't sell yourself short on tonight. I know some of this requires you to think a little bit and focus, but that's all right. It'll be well worth your investment now, I'm telling you. 
Stay with me. Don't let it just go by you. Can you be brilliant? Are you supposed to be brilliant? Yes. Yes, you are. The devil's a liar. He's lied to us. In so many different subtle ways and overt ways. Trying to undermine our confidence. And our ability to see and know and understand. But he's a liar. I said he's a liar. We're made in the image of God. He's made us brilliant. Brilliant. Isaiah 11. Verse 2. Isaiah 11, 2. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now this applies to Jesus. And it applies to us. Because we're in him. He's the head. We're the body. This belongs to you too. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning. Right? Of wisdom. And, and what? The Spirit of the Lord shall make him of what? Quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Boy, you ought to claim this for yourself. Just grab a hold of this. This is mine. This is mine. He will not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge. It goes on to say. You don't just look at the things that are seen. You look at the things that are not seen. You see what everybody else is seeing. But the spirit of wisdom is on you. You got insight into what people don't see. Why it is that way. Where it came from to get to there. Where it's going after this. Wisdom. Wisdom. There are no dummies in this church. No dummies. Nobody's slow. Never use that word. Never use that word concerning your child. I don't care what kind of symptoms you're dealing with. You keep telling them you're quick. You're sharp. You can get this. Hmm? Keep telling them. I'm, you know, my parents, they'd be the first to tell you that they didn't, you know, that they didn't even serve God in the first part of my life. And a lot of things they didn't know, of course. But one thing, they, they did a lot of great things for me. But one thing they did for us. Man, they kept telling us we could do anything. I came in one day, I remember, pushing my little trucks around. And I came in and I told uh, Mama that I wanted to be an astronaut. And she didn't just laugh me off. Her and Daddy sat down and said, well, you know, not too many people are astronauts. It takes a lot to be an astronaut. Well, it takes a lot of work. And you got to be real smart. And you got it takes a while. It takes a long time. But you could. If you'd really apply yourself, you could get it. You could learn it. You could be it. You could do it. I remember. I'm going back out pushing my truck thinking, I could be an astronaut. <laughs> and I believed it. I thought, you know, little ones, they haven't been taught all this junk yet. They're thinking, okay, sure. I can be an astronaut. 
And there were different times in my life that I said things and did things. And they're like, you know, they didn't just go, yeah, sure, baby, you can be anything. No, no. Serious. You have to apply yourself. It'd take a long time to do this. A lot of school. It's a lot of this. A lot of hard work. But you're smart. You're a smart boy. You get, I went to school believing I was brilliant. And no matter what came up, I didn't believe it. Somebody said, well, oh, that's too hard. I think, nah, nah, we can get it. And sure enough, we did. And we did, and we did, and we did. And I came to believe I was smart. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Somebody said, well, Brother Keith, it's because you are. You're just born smart, Brother Keith. Uh-uh. No. As a man thinks in his heart, what if you believe you're dumb? Now, here's the more subtle. Average. Well, I wouldn't say I was dumb, Brother Keith, but I ain't brilliant like them college folks. I'm just no country boy. <laughs> Me too. A brilliant country boy. I'm just an old hillbilly. Brother Keith, I ain't had much education. Brilliant hillbilly. Why not? Hmm? Don't let the accent fool you. (laughs) Huh? It ain't about degrees. It ain't about quoting Plato and hmm. Well, those guys are nuts. They didn't know God. And if it ain't Bible, it ain't worth your time. I'm talking about philosophy and all this stuff. Forget it. Forget it. What do they know? What did they do? They're gone. Right? Oh, but Jesus rose from the dead. He didn't just talk. He did. (laughs) And that's who I aspire to be just like. You? That is forgetting those things that are behind. Reaching toward the mark for the prize. The high calling of God in Christ. What is it? It's being just like Him. That's what it is. Just like Him. Just like Him. Was He brilliant? How did He become brilliant? Somebody said, well, He was, He's the Son of God, Brother Keith. He's born brilliant. Uh uh. Nope. Nope. The Bible said He grew. Am I quoting scripture now? He grew in stature and he grew in wisdom. How can you grow in wisdom if you already have it all? And do you remember when the doctors of the law came and they said, how did you say all these things? Where do you get all these things? Having never learned. Remember what he said? Why? Because he did not go to their schools. He didn't have the degrees. 
Nothing wrong with going to school. But you understand a degree is not going to make you somebody. Four degrees. Not even going to make you wise. Hmm? Wisdom comes from God. (laughs) Not out of a book. Wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of understanding. In Job it talks about there is a spirit in man. It gives him illumination. And wisdom. And understanding. But it begins with faith. You believe you can learn it. And you look at it. And there are times that you look at something for four or five times. And you do not understand it. And when you get to a place like that. What do you do? You'll either decide I'm too dumb to learn it. Which is a lie. Or you'll kick in your faith. And you'll say, the spirit of wisdom and understanding is on me. And he makes me of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And I can get this. If you need to get it, get it. Get your wisdom. Get your understanding. Get it. But you got to believe you can get it. Hmm? I know when I, uh, the Lord dealt with us to get into aviation. And we had a little single engine airplane. And I've been flying not quite 400 hours. Not if you know it, but that ain't much. And the Lord dealt with us to believe for a jet. And we did. And the thing came in. (laughs) And I'm flying a single engine. And it's a big jet. And I felt like I was supposed to go to school. So they accepted me. In probably the best school in the world. I'm not exaggerating. Up in New England. They'd been teaching people on this particular airplane for 40 years. People came from all over the world to this school. And I showed up there. Billy Keith from Mississippi. What does that mean? Don't let the accent fool you. 300 something hours. And you know, you're still figuring out how to get it up and down. <laughs> My first day, they pulled me in. The program manager pulled me in and he said, uh, how much time do you have? Is this number right? Because like their minimum time on there, the people are like 3,000 hours. I got 300. He said, what's the last thing you flew? <laughs> Have you ever flown a jet of any kind? No, sir. He just shook his head. He said, uh, I don't think... Uh, You're prepared for this. He said, I don't think you understand what this is required. These are professionals that have been flying for 20 plus years and they finally get to this level of flying. He said, your instrument skills are not going to be here and that, I mean, on and on and on. Well, I'd already had a couple of my ground school classes already. He said, do you understand what they're talking about? 
I said, yes, sir. Really? Yeah. I said, well, will you let me go as far as I can? I mean, if I can't do it, I can't do it. He said, we've already got your money. I said, so let me go. He said, all right. And man, as the days went by, it took a month, night and day. And as the days went by, I began to realize there's a whole lot I did not know about this. This is serious stuff. And we'd get in the sim simulator, and grown men have been known to squeal. <laughs> After about five minutes, you don't know that it's a sim. And the engine catches on fire, and everything goes black. And, I mean, it's, it's very demanding. And as the days went by and the days went by, I felt taxed, and I felt loaded, and I felt like, you know, this is too much. This is too much. This is too much. But I have to get up and tell myself, uh-uh, no. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of wisdom. Hmm? Because they'd go over it and I didn't get it. And I'd have to go home and read it again and read it again and read it again because I didn't have a um, anything to relate it to. I had no experience. It's like talking a foreign language. But you cannot stop and go, I can't get it. It's too much. There were times in the sim, I was tempted, almost came out of my mouth to say, stop. Just stop. Stop. Please, stop. And let me out. Because it really felt overwhelming. But if I'd have done it. I said, if I'd have done it. There are times I bit my lip. I said, no, no, no. I can get this. Are you listening to me now? I can get, I'm not saying this for my benefit. I already knew it. I'm saying it for you. I can get this. Say it out loud. I can get this. I can get this. See, it didn't look like it. It didn't feel like it. And there were times after three, four weeks of that, I was so fatigued. I'm doing 14 hour days. And I'm studying half the night. And I'm driving there and I don't want to climb back in that black hole again and let them, you know, two of the other guys that I was training with, these are pilots now. One of them had 3,500 hours. One of them had 4,500 hours now. They fly for banks. They fly for chemical companies. And one of the guys, they came in looking pale. And one guy said to the other, he said, I know what this is. He said, what? He said, it's pilot hell. (laughs) I said, what? He said, yeah. He said, you get in there and everything goes wrong. Everything was awful. And then tomorrow it happens again. And then it happens again. And then he said, this is pilot hell. And the guy I was with that had so much time, I had to prop him up. I had to preach to him. I did. He had ten times the time and experience that I did. And I had to say, he said, man, I don't know. I don't know. He come in, his stomach was upset. And he's like, man, I don't know. I said, I know. He said, how you know? I said, I know. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I can get this. Come on, say it out loud. I, I can get this. Now, let me back up on this. There are two big keys. This is so big. Can you tell that this is big? Oh, this is big. This is so big. The Lord's helping me. I'm being led. But it's going to take us a while on this. Two big keys to wisdom and understanding getting is you must have faith. You've already heard this. 
You must also have humility. Everybody say humility. If you don't know it, you don't know it. And if you don't understand it, you don't understand it. To act like you do when you don't is pride. And it'll cripple you. How do we get kids in the seventh grade that can't read? Hmm? Somebody pretended. They pretended. Teachers pretended. Parents pretended. Right? And what happens is when you cover something and you pretend and you act like you know when you don't and you keep covering it, the longer it goes, the worse it gets. You got to humble yourself and say, I don't know. Hmm? I did it when I was in school that time with them. I had a room full of guys and I am Ned and the first reader. But something would come up and I'd say, <laughs> and they'd say, yes. I said, I don't understand that. And the guy was so nice. He was next military guy. He used some colorful language, but <laughs> he really knew what he's talking about about this stuff. And he came back and he came back and he acted like it blessed him. Now, maybe that's not the right word. He enjoyed it. And he came back and he said, well, it's about time somebody asked a blankety-blank question. He said, uh, <laughs> he said, son, don't you worry about this. I'm going to show you how to do this. And he sat down with me and he'd go through this and he'd say, you got that? And sometimes I'd say, no, sir, I'm sorry. He said, that's all right, that's all right. But see, the thing is that a lot of the other guys, when I asked the question and they answered, they were like, yeah, <laughs> glad you asked it. But they weren't going to ask. Why wouldn't they ask? I've been driving airplanes for 35 years. I don't need to ask about that. That's why a lot of people are dead. It's a fact. Pride. Oh, so many people dead because of pride. So many people. Let's say we're flying along. I'm flying, plane. You're riding in the back. And they tell us, you know... uh, uh, go heading 030. And I'm thinking, was that 030 or 300? <laughs> but I don't want to look like a dummy by getting back on the radio and asking because these people here are watching me and they may think, well, boy, he don't know what he's doing. And so, uh, you'd rather I ask or just go the wrong way? <laughs> was that 3,000 or 1 3,000? When there's a mountain out there that's 10,000 feet tall. We need to know. We need to be sure. Here's something real simple. Now I know you think it's too simple. But if you don't know. Ask. Admit that you don't know. If you don't understand it. And sometimes it's tough on you because it seems like everybody else got it. A lot of times they didn't. I see that more and more. You either know or you don't. You either understand or you don't. Anything is simple when you understand it. And anything is simple if you'll go back to the first steps of it. 
You try to jump in the middle of it, well, sure, it's going to seem overwhelming. But get somebody to back you up. Well, now, where did this start? Get me back to the front of it. And refuse to move to the next step till you understand it. And do not just think, well, they're tired of fooling with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fine, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. Yeah, got it. I got it. Because, see, I'm amazingly quick, bright, and sharp, and I got it. So, yeah. These are the people who cause you problems. Hmm? On the other side of this thing, you have not communicated until someone understands. Somebody said, well, I, I said it exactly like I meant it. Yeah, but did they understand it? Well, I told them, yeah, but that means nothing. We're talking about, there's more wisdom here than you may see. Something as simple as pulling up to the drive-thru. Well, give me three juicy burgers and a chocolate malt and a large french fry. Well, sir, do you want the number three? Do you want the mini max or the double max or... Don't try to get them to conform to you. Speak their language. Look on the board. What do they call it? Call it what they call it. Did you hear me now? When you walk into a place, look around. How do they refer it? Be sharp. Be quick. When they call it that, then that's what you call it. And don't try to make everybody conform to you. That's haughtiness. That's ugly pride superiority. Look around. Be observant. Be aware. Listen to people talk. Pick up on what they say. How they say it. And then you'll use the right words. You'll save yourself all kind of time. You won't have to yell back in the speaker five times. Huh? You won't have to get aggravated. You won't aggravate somebody else. Hmm? You won't act foolish with a car full of people. Or no, you know, the list goes on and on and on. You know what I'm talking about. Whew, can you take some more? Glory to God. Where are you right now, Isaiah? Look at it again. The Spirit of the Lord. In fact, read it out loud and where it says him, say me. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon me. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he makes me... Of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. I get it. I get it. Have we digressed? Or is this what our text said? Huh? What did our text say? Get it. Get your wisdom. Right? It's the principal thing. So get your wisdom. And with all you're getting... Get to understand. First of all, you got to believe you can. 
And so you don't stop till you do. You keep looking at it. You keep looking at it. You go over it again. You ask them to tell you again. And every time you do, you know, it's like uh, hitting a baseball. Right? How many know you got to believe you can hit that thing? Right? And you got to swing with as much fervor on the ninth swing as you did on the first one. You can't get tired and say, well, I don't think I can hit this thing. You got to believe you can hit it. And you got to keep putting everything into it. I can get this. I can get this. For there are many here that it is necessary for you to believe this and receive it. For without it, you cannot take the next step. You cannot rise to the next level. For too much darkness is there because there's too much unbelief and too much fear. You must not believe lies. The truth will make you free. It'll free your eyes. It'll free your ears. It'll free your mind. It'll free your understanding. And what was difficult and cumbersome will come easy. What was slow and hard will come quickly. And the spirit of seeing and knowing will be on you and in you. And you'll see and you'll know and you'll go, ah, that's it. That's it. That is the way. You'll not be confused. You'll not be unsure. But you'll move surely, steadfastly. And up you'll come. And up you'll come. And up you'll come. Until others will look and say, Is that the same old boy I went to school with? Is that the same old girl I worked at the factory with? Boy, they didn't seem that smart then. For you are not. But now you walk in me. And now you look to me. And now the wisdom flows through your mouth. And through your mind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. There are other areas. Areas that you have not been familiar with. Areas you have no experience in. Areas that before tonight... And times past, you would not have even considered. Could you think, oh, no, no. I'm not smart enough to do that. Oh, no, no. Go back to school. Are you kidding? No, no, no. But don't say no. Don't say not me. Say, I can do all things through the anointed one and his anointing that is in me and on me. I can I can learn it. I can do it. I can get it. It's not a matter of can I. It's a matter of should I. And all that I should in God, I can and will in Him. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before we 
finish tonight, I want to call your attention to 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter. 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter. Now, I just perceived in my heart that to some people here and some people watching, this speaking in tongues is new to you. And anything new to you is strange to you. Certainly not strange to the Bible. Did you know that the epistles that we love so much, did you know the Corinthians were tongue talkers? Did you know the Ephesians were tongue talkers? And so were the Colossians and so were the Philippians and so were the Thessalonians and the list goes on and on and on. Tongue talkers. Did you know that Paul was a tongue talker and Peter was a tongue talker and all the twelve and all the seventy and all the women? Did you know that? All tongue talkers. Did you know that? Yeah. says, well, you think I have to talk with tongues? Certainly you don't. That's obvious. But you should. It is one of the keys to your wisdom. Notice this. 1 Corinthians 14. He said, verse 2, He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. Now let's just stop right here. Sometimes people talk about, well, you know, every if you speak in a tongue, it's supposed to be interpreted. No, not all. I just spoke in a tongue previously, and it was interpreted. There was the interpretation that followed. But then after that, I said, let's all speak in tongues. And I spoke, and you did, and it was not interpreted. And it did not need to be. The Bible talks about diverse kinds of tongues, different kinds of tongues. But he says, he that speaks, he speaks not unto men, but unto God, for no man understands him. That would include the one speaking. And I says, well, I don't even understand what I'm saying. What good does that do? Read on. No man understands him. How be it? In the spirit, he speaks what? Mysteries. Mysteries. What's a mystery? Something not known. Is it a mystery to God? Certainly not. So it's a mystery to whom? The speaker. Right? The speaker and the hearers. It's a mystery to them. And so many of the things we're talking about in the wisdom of God and the understanding of God and the plan and will of God, it's a mystery to us. We do not yet see. Oh, but God's given us a supernatural means of accessing. Who is the spirit of wisdom and revelation? Who is the spirit of understanding and counsel and might? Who makes us of quick understanding? It's the same and one and only Holy Spirit. Who lives in us. Who indwells us. Who empowers us. And who gives us utterance. In the spirit. And when you're praying, no man understands you. That includes you yourself. But does it do you any good? Oh, you're praying out and speaking out the mysteries of the wisdom of God. Oh, friend, this gets real enough to us. We'll go around praying in the Spirit all the time. Accessing the wisdom of God. Anybody walk this way a while? 
And have you seen? You get to praying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit. Oh, right, man, we've done this year after year. This is just normal for us now. If something comes up in the miniature, something comes in the church, what do I do? What do I do? I do not rely on what's between my ears. There ain't enough there. Oh, but there's somebody inside me that illumines. That's where this brilliance comes from. Not trusting in your own understanding, but that's why you become brilliant and sharp. You tap into His. 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 Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Something bugged me yesterday. Couldn't quite get settled about it. And I finally got into bed about 1.30 in the morning. But I, lay, I knew I didn't have it. I didn't have it. I didn't have it. So what would you do? I got up. And I walked out on the back patio by myself. By my wonderful pool. And I prayed in tongues. And I prayed in tongues. 2 o'clock. 3 o'clock. 4 o'clock. Prayed in tongues. Prayed in tongues. Prayed in tongues. And listened to the crickets. And prayed in tongues. And prayed in tongues. And prayed in tongues. And prayed in tongues. And I thought, okay. Yep. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I'm going to go take a nap now. <laughs> Nobody is smart enough to make it in the perfect will and plan and wisdom of God without this. Did you hear me? You only go so far on your own and then you got to tap into his. And this is one marvelous way of doing so. He said, verse 4, He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies, builds up himself. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, please. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.